What's going on, guys? This is your boy Crimson Black and Damian Drago. Hey, y'all, it's Outlaw. Happy whatever day this is coming out. We're still fixing the schedule. So, on this lovely day during this self imposed for some, mandatory for others, quarantine. Quarantine season. I have found some very, very, very lovely information that explains a lot about a lot. And it makes me sad. Makes me very sad because don't get me wrong i love the venom movie that we have but it's a very very guilty pleasure right now and it could have been so much better and it would have been so much better so here's the thing with them <sighs> sam raimi is not at fault for spider-man 3 as a lot of people feels that he is. It's actually not his fault at all about all of the shit that fucking happened with that goddamn movie. And the real, real issue is a man named Avi Arad. Who? Avi Arad. Exactly, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So, first off, Sam Raimi didn't like Venom. He just doesn't like the character, but Avi Arad forced him to put that actual character in the movie. Now to get why he doesn't like Venom. Sam Raimi had a very specific tone when it came to the villains that he was putting in the Spider-Man films. It was always at the end of the day, the villain had to have a sense of humanity, which is what drove them to do certain things to protect other things. Makes sense. Venom isn't that at all. At all. There is no humanity in Venom whatsoever. Well. There isn't. He's a symbiote. No, 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 no. In, in, no, no, in, in the sense of. No, 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 we were talking about Venom entirely because Eddie Brock right. was already scripted to be in the movie. Right, that's what I'm saying. But Eddie Brock is the only reason he agreed to even have Venom is because he's like, oh, so I can get revenge on a person that's pretty much ruined my entire life. Exactly, but still, here's the thing with Venom. Venom is literally the ex-girlfriend that is extremely pissed at you for leaving. But as soon as you just say, hey baby, we can make this work, comes running back. That's what Venom as a character is. I feel like that's more of a symbiote though. It is. But Venom is the symbiote. Yeah. Because he's taken more than one hope. Right. And like, at the end of the day, until he came across uh, Flash Thompson, that's how he felt. He just wanted to be back with Peter. That's it. And to be fair, they didn't do anything interesting with Venom until Agent Venom and the Venomverse. So, still. But he didn't want Venom to be in the movie at all because his focus was Sandman, which you can feel in Spider-Man 3. Because if they only had Sandman in the movie, it A, wouldn't have ran as long, and B, it got everything across that it wanted to get across with the theme, the theme and the storytelling of the movie in general. But he was extremely pressured by uh, Avi Arad, which happened to be the president of Marvel at the time. So... The real reason why Avi Arad 
pushed and pressured and, and and it's not like a hey you should do this hey you should do this hey you should do this it's a legitimate like i will make your life a living hell if you do not do this and make your job extremely difficult if you didn't push this because he also founded a company called toy biz with a man named ike promuter which had just released a venom toy so he pushed all of that onto the Spider-Man 3 script so he could sell more toys for his own company and pocket. So the almighty to kind of shut him up, he Sam Raimi put him in the movie and Spider-Man 3 came out and everybody was pissed because everybody hated Venom because he felt out of place. It felt like there were way too many villains, so on and so forth. And what else, like, like what else do you expect is going to happen? If the director and the person heading the project does not like something, they are not going to put their all into it. Of course not. Period. There's no, like, there's no point of that at all. But after Spider-Man 3 actually hit theaters before like the full box office even closed, Avi Arad immediately pushed a Venom spinoff movie through, uh, through the chain. And the writers for that are the guys who ended up writing Zombieland and Deadpool 1 and 2. So the writers were going to be at least good. Keep that in mind for later. So after Spider-Man 3 already released, the and they were trying to push through the Venom movie, Topher Grace was like, no, I'm not playing Eddie Brock anymore. That's the guy who played uh, Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3. Was like, nope, never doing it again. That was a hassle. And I just don't feel like doing it. So they went to Sam Raimi and was like, all right, hey, you're gonna direct this movie if you wanna still direct Spider-Man 4. And in Spider-Man 4, you are required to have Carnage in it. So Sam Raimi was like, <laughs> all right, bye, I'm done. I quit. And he left, which is what, mm -hmm. and when he went out the door, Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst also both left and they were out the door. So is that why Tobey Maguire didn't come back for the fourth one? Yes. I thought he just didn't want to do it. Anymore. Nope. As soon as Sam Raimi left, Maguire and Kirsten left with him out of solidarity. So, because they were like, well, we trust the man, we trust the director, he has a vision. Y'all already fucked that up when y'all see, because Spider-Man 3 pulled numbers, but it's critiques and it's reviews were just horrendous. Well, yeah, well, to be fair, it's a Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man is literally- Spider-Man 3 will be better than Spider-Man 2 if Venom is removed. And you can feel that in the script, because if you cut out all the scenes with Venom, not even just, uh, not even cut out Eddie Brock, just cut out all the scenes with Venom, it is a very different movie. And it feels like a better Spider-Man too. But again, that all comes back to the director had a set vision and the producers and presidents of other companies are forcing an agenda. Well, that's the entire point of movies. At the end of the day, someone it's wants not. To the point of a movie is to entertain. That is the entire point. People use it more often nowadays to push agendas. To push agendas, have platforms for things they ought not have platforms for. But 
It should be entertainment first. Exactly. Which is why movies that do so well do so well. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Avatar. Avatar doesn't push an agenda. It doesn't like it, fuck it. It doesn't reinvent the wheel at no, all. It's, it's just another Pocahontas story. Or well, I was gonna say Fern Gully, but yeah, actually, that's even better. It's it's legit a a, a better version of Fern Gully. Mm -hmm. It Same has thing. it has an overall plot, but it just did it so much better. Exactly, because at the root of it, it James Cameron was like, I just want to make something that will make will take everyone's breath away. That was his entire goal, and it did. So after all of that shit happened, everybody left. Everybody was like, nah, fuck Avi Arad. The uh, Amazing Spider-Man movies were created. Not bad. Avi Arad was still the head at the time. Uh... Wasn't attached to the Amazing Spider-Man, but came, was brought in as a quote unquote consultant for the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Jesus Christ, man. Which he then pressured every single writer to put in as many spinoff potentials as necessary to match and mirror the MCU. But that... You don't have to leave Easter eggs if you're gonna do a spinoff. The MCU did that in the beginning just to be like, hey, this is something cool. Yeah. The, the actual <laughs> like, hey, this leads into something else didn't start until, until like phase. It didn't start until like phase three. Yeah, that shit didn't start until Age of Ultron. Because like, so, it was still like, hey, this is cool. Hey, this is cool. Hey, this is cool. They would reference the other movies that were already out. Yeah, because not no. future shit down the road. Right, because Hulk technically is an MCU, but it's not an MCU. The Incredible Hulk is an MCU, but it's not an MCU movie. Mm -hmm. Because Tony Stark shows up. Because Tony Stark shows up at the end. But like, it was literally just to go, hey, it's Tony. He's also in this universe. Like, that's, that's exactly the, that's entire, the point. entire point. You don't just go, well, we should put Easter eggs in this to show spin-off movies. No. That was the entire point. The entire you want to know, like, and this is quoted. This is quoted in an interview with Avi Arad. He said he wanted to follow the success of Daredevil and Elektra. But they Let that sink in. He wanted to follow the success of Daredevil and Elektra. Okay, Elektra was just trash. <laughs> Daredevil was. Did he good. watch the movies? Exactly. He couldn't have. He couldn't those have. Those movies There's didn't no make very much money. Well, I like the idea behind Daredevil. Elektra was a horrible. Horrible. They try to make her character more interesting than Daredevil's girlfriend in new martial arts, but that's all she is. It, it was it was bad. Oh, it was it was, it was so 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 bad. It's, it's literally like everything everyone's trying to do with Mary Jane Watson to make her an interesting character. She's not. No, she's just she a hot chick that has red hair. That's her entire gimmick. She's a girl next door. That's her entire point plot. That's that's her entire purpose. Mary Jane Watson is the girl next door. She's supposed to represent every single average guy's crush, which is why she's supposed to technically be the only one he never really attains in the end. But he constantly gets her. He buried her at one point, but then had to make a deal with the devil. That's besides the point. So he, also, saying, he also killed her with her, her with his sperm, but that's besides the point. What was that? Thing? When he impregnated her and the. Uh, the child, like the radio, the radiation from his blood and semen killed her. 
It must be one of them different spinoffs. It, it literally gave her cancer. Like, <laughs> Doctor Manhattan. Yes, yes, he did. It was. It's. It, it's a really interesting story. But yeah, so after the Amazing Spider-Man Two came out, it underperformed. Of course it did. Of course it did. Of course it did. It, it had the same problems though. It had too many villains. Uh huh. Because they were they were too too busy trying to focus on spinoffs. That was their entire point. After that. Avia Rod was fired. Good God. But, but however, comma. Well, the damage had already been done. This, let me get there. <laughs> however, comma. After the deal with uh, Sony and Marvel originally, Sony brought in Ari or uh, Avia Rod to head all of the Spider-Man movies. Which one? All of them. Homecoming down. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So he's... Oh, man. So we're just waiting. Wait! So let me get this straight. You strike out twice, and then you get... Well, that would explain why he, the stories are the exact same thing. Exactly. Because he just wants the same story told over and over and over. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't know... Any... Oh, you the know only oh, one... Man. Like, so the only one he hasn't put pressure on was into the spider-verse and it shows and morbius which hasn't released yet wait so but what pressure did he put on homecoming and far from home he is the reason why spider-man feels like tony stark's replacement uh, he is the one behind that whole tony stark is the new uncle ben Which, to be fair, could have been done a lot worse. Luckily, they got some good ass writers that Disney brought in. Yeah, well, I mean, to kind of make that work. When you're the Omni King of Disney, you get to, you know, pull people from everywhere. Yeah. You have that ability. Because based off of his track record, both movies, Homecoming and Far From Home, should be so much worse than they are. But yeah. also, to be fair, they are, they also have, a, as MCU movies, they also automatically have a track record that, well, they're MCU movies, so they'll be better than anything else that's not an MCU movie. No, that's not really the case, because when Homecoming was the only one out, I would agree with you. Homecoming is now a bad movie because of Far From Home. And when I say it is a bad movie, I'm not saying that is it is an objectively bad movie. No, I am saying that it is so though. much worse because of Far From Home's existence. Hmm. To me, because now that I think about it, they have contradicting stories. Yeah. Which, which they do. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. And the entire point was to follow the chain of his personal growth as Spider-Man. So but you, point, you make him two different characters in two different movies that don't kind of flow together, it doesn't really make all that sense. Yeah, I guess that's why the famous line, Bitch, you went to space! Was a thing, yes. Because they had to... They started kind of poking fun at the ridiculousness of itself. And it's one of those things where it makes you feel a bit more comfortable because you're like, okay, at oh least they're God. admitting that it... it doesn't really make sense and they're acknowledging it so i feel better i feel like i'm 
kind of in the loop with it. You know what? You know what I just realized now that I that is that is like that's the thing. What really makes no sense? Mm-hmm. If the if he was leading to the track of the mindset of him being from in far from home, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have been in a he wouldn't have been in Infinity War. Exactly. He would have been like, "Yep, that's a little too big for me. I'm gonna sit my ass right here." Yep. Because he got he would have even if he wanted to use the answer when he got in the mindset because it's the vulture, right? So why did he decide? Oh, that's a giant spaceship. I'm gonna go. I'm a, I'm a go tag it. I'm gonna go get it. Like it was literally like a dog chasing a car. Ooh. Webbing gone, and like, then that I motherfucker get, was in space. I get, <laughs> I get the whole him going to help Tony Stark fight the bad guy, but when Tony told him to go home, he would have listened. He would have went home if he had the same mindset. If, if, if everything he learned in Homecoming was correct, he would have listened when Tony said, "All right, bet you're done fighting here. Let's go ahead and move on. I got knew, this." Because even like Tony, I cannot be just a neighborhood Spider-Man because you can't be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there is no neighborhood. Hmm. So, <laughs> those whole clashing things and all that is all right. Wait, so, is so then let's so let's fast forward to the Venom. Then Venom came Venom after MCU. Yes, all of but this? yes, okay. but remember the guys who were supposed who wrote the original script, right? Yeah. When Arya Rod came back for that, for the because he came back for the Venom movie specifically at first. Then uh, he founded his own production company called Arad Productions, and that is what is producing literally every single thing from Homecoming down. Uh, yeah. So he basically kept. So people basically told him, "Bro, you're doing Spider-Man badly. Bro, you're doing Spider-Man badly." And he was like, "All right, bet I'm gonna do all the Spider-Man badly." <laughs> <laughs> So remember that remember that script that was written by the motherfuckers who knocked it out of the park with Zombieland and knocked it out of the park with Deadpool. They threw that whole script out. What? Of course they did. They brought on the director to the who actually directed Zombieland. The guy who directed Zombieland actually directed a Venom movie. Okay. And he was overly excited to be working with those guys again because remember at the time Venom was going to be rated R. So Wait, and was he, it not? I don't remember. No, it, was it PG-13. is not. It was PG thirteen. But it was going to be rated R, and he was going to take the like because you can still feel where his influence kind of get it and where yeah, he wanted some shit from that older horror movie. Yes, where he was going to get that older shit. It was supposed to be a horror comedy. Yeah, like Zombieland. So the whole shit where uh, he eats the lobster and he just kind of sits in the shit, and, like all of that shit, how funny it is that like that's kind of where they were going with the original script that he's kind of just being like, all right, Tom Hardy, do this instead of that, do this instead of that. Like uh, some of the improvised lines where they just let Tom Hardy be Tom Hardy with like the differences, the differences between like how he speaks in the trailers and some of the lines he uses and how he actually speaks when it comes to him and Venom going back and forth. Yeah. Feeling a lot more natural in the actual movie. That's, that, that's, be- that was all improvised. So, so my, my question is this. So, so they threw out because yes. of this guy. Yes. yes. Spider-Man, Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3 is bad because of this guy. Yes. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is bad because of this guy. 
Yes. Why are they allowing him to have any part of these movies when every time he touches it, it's a bad movie? Because at the end of the day, those movies all pulled in numbers. Because so when you pull, when you put in a resume and be like, hey, I was the president of Marvel for a little while. I helped fund Marvel Studios, which he did do. He can put that on there as well. He can also say that Spider-Man 3 made this much money because it made a fair amount of bit of money because it was riding off the coattails of Spider-Man 2. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 made a fair bit of money, mainly because it was riding off the coattails of the Amazing Spider-Man. And Homecoming made money because of Civil, uh, Civil War. War. Yep. So, all he's doing now is just coming in to reap the benefits of something else. Exactly. What he's been doing Exactly. So, the Venom project gets announced, all of that shit goes in the room. They threw that script completely out. Yeah. They threw that Wait, whole script out. Did they throw that script out or did he throw that script out? He threw that script completely out. <laughs> you want to know who he brought in to write it? No telling. The guy who wrote Nick Cage's version of Con Air and Gone in 60 Seconds and the head writer from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So his homeboys. His homeboys. Hey, bro. And we got what we got. Hey, bro. He's the reason why it was called symbiotes, not symbiotes. Symbiotes? Yeah, you didn't remember that in the trailer the first time? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that. No, no, no. That. They changed in the actual movie. In the actual movie, like, they call them symbiotes. Oh, because In I the original trailer, they call that motherfucker symbiotes. Why? Don't know they, they Because they felt that they felt that that was the proper pronunciation for the word. Do they do Even though that symbiotic relationship and symbiotic in general is where the term and phrase symbiote comes so from. So in their minds, it's symbiote relationship. Some symbiotic, symbiotic relationship. I don't know, I mean, but, but... English is hard, ladies and gentlemen. English that is, is who we ended up getting with. He still has Toy Biz, by the way. So he's just reaping in the money. He's just reaping so in the benefits. He doesn't give two shits. Nope. Whether these movies make the billions that they, they should be making. Or the millions. Or the millions that Because they he's just, double dipping. Yeah. He so, he has a toy company and he all that he's gonna be just pushing all of that shit. And he also reaps the benefits of being a producer of all of these movies. But doesn't he lose a lot of the toy money because of Disney? Nope. He gets all of that. He gets all of that. Because remember, it's Toy Biz. They're the toy creators. Disney still, and Marvel, and all of these other companies still have to go to toy creators to make the toys in order to sell. That is what Toy Biz does. Like they make point, the toys. I feel like at some point, Disney is just going to buy them out too. They need to. Disney's well, Disney is fire. going Don't to Don't they have be their own toy creation company, though? Kind of. They like outsource. They Oh, they outsource a lot? Oh. Yeah. So, as this big as they are, you figure they'd have something. So, no one 
You know what? I feel like so. You remember what, that meme, that cartoon meme where it's the guy, the biz, the head guy, the CEO, mm-hmm. and he's sitting at a desk and he goes, "All right, this is happening. We need to come up with a way to fix it. Fix it." And then there goes like the first person says something. <laughs> it's a really bad idea. The second person says something. It's a stupider idea. The <laughs> third person finally gets around to the, the fourth guy and he, and says, he says a good idea. They throw his ass out the window. Yeah. yeah. I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like this is what's happening in every business office now. Someone's well, like, the issue is when it comes to the business world, it's all about making connections. It's all about who you know. Who you feel like will make you money. They don't look down to the very, very uh, specific outcomes. They just look profit, no profit. And they go, you took 50 million. Spider-Man 3 made money. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 made money. Homecoming made a fuck ton of money. Into the Spider-Verse made a fuck ton of money. Even Far From Home made pretty good money. Yeah, like all of these movies Far are, make, are making dollars. money. They make more money than... Because uh, remember, like he didn't pressure anybody in, into the Spider-Verse, but his name is still attached to it. Which would be fine with me, you know? You want to attach your name to all the damn Spider-Mans, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But keep your fucking two cents in your office where it belongs. I'm like, at this point, cause it's like, my whole thought process is, is some shit's just gonna make money no matter what you do with it. A Spider-Man yep. video game's gonna make money. A Spider-Man movie's gonna make money. Mm-hmm. Anything Spider-Man or anything Spider-Man or Batman related will always, always make, make money. money. An MCU movie's gonna make money now. Well, yeah, yeah now. Yeah. Well, they earned that. They, they, they earned. fucking earned that. They so, have they, earned that. They, anything after Age of Ultron is just going to make money because it's an MCU movie. Uh-huh. So, it's going to make money for an MCU. It's a Spider-Man MCU movie where everyone already has in their head that the writers from the MCU are the best comic book movie writers of all time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just... So, they don't... Nobody takes how that little go. like... Cause I'm like, why would you bring him in on this if? Because you're thinking of it as a writer, not as a businessman. Even as a businessman, like again, they looking at that's all they look at statistics. I'm making a Spider-Man MCU movie. I already have billions, right? Billions of dollars, right there. You're looking at the what ifs. They don't look at that in business. They look at all they look at is the ledger. They see the green in the ledger and they go. All right, yeah, man, he's good. You're saying, so, what man, if he hadn't been with Spider-Man 3? Like, we, we would have gotten... It would it be would've. a better movie, but would it have sold anymore? Yes, yeah. it would have. If we're guessing. No, I'm so the we, can't, reason, we can't time travel. We can't fix This that. is the reason why I can accurately say that it would have done better. Spider-Man 3 made the majority of its money in the first weekend of its box office release. Yeah, and then you got the reviews. And then everybody was like, nah, don't go see it. And then it slowed down to a trickle to this day. It would have made more if they let Sam Raimi make the love letter humanity piece that he wanted to with Spider-Man. And then even if you want to say, well, how do you know you want to make more money? I want to have a guaranteed fourth. Because Sam Raimi wouldn't have been like, you know what? Wouldn't yeah, the there would have been a guarantee for it because he would have been well okay with making a fourth uh, fucking Spider-Man movie. I mean, we wouldn't have gotten The Amazing Spider-Man, which I love wholeheartedly. Yeah, I like that one better than the first three. 
I do too. The Amazing Spider-Man is the most accurate Spider-Man when they let him be Spider-Man. Yep. Because unfortunately, Andrew, the MCU. Andrew Garfield. Yes. Andrew Garfield is like the most accurate because the yeah. thing that at times, at times, at times, when they let him be Spider-Man, yes. But you can tell when the directors and producers are pulling him back, yeah. which is a bit because upsetting. Because what fine. everyone like, the only thing that people remember when you go to describe Spider-Man, the only thing people like really take in mind is that he's the nerd that got superpowers. And they never, and that's that's what they stopped. Yeah, but so, so they. Do you when it comes to Tobey Maguire's nerd, he was a nerd that was also a dork. That wasn't Peter. He was your average guy who was just smart, and he talked a lot of shit. Andrew Garfield is still the only one who talks shit. Tom Holland doesn't talk shit at all. No. He, he just make, he, he just talks. Make, he doesn't even make puns. He I'm just like, talks. That's about, it. Where are my puns? Like, where are my quips? That's probably my favorite about Andrew Garfield. Yeah, it, oh it, no, a sharp pointy object. What will I do? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Like, that's in. That was Spider Man wholeheartedly. You can tell he was a Spider Man fan because yeah. that was like the first scene they shot. Yeah. And he would, he like dived fully into it immediately. That's not funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's Spider Man. It's another reason why Deadpool has such a man crush over the guy. Like, it's. it's He's the only gym. one that's funnier than him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it is. So it would have made more because of, I mean, like, unfortunately, we wouldn't have gotten that movie, but it would have made more because it would have felt like a true third movie and even if you want to say all right that you know what because remember this is before like two hour movies were a thing it's right. true and yeah. spider-man 3 was like a, about two hours so even if you close what was it an hour it was like an hour 40 something hour so you cut out all of the venom shits you put in more of the shit between him and sandman or him and gwen stacy and the fucking divide between him uh and the triangle between him gwen stacy and uh and Mary Jane, because Spider-Man 3 like, was the entire point of Toby going, Mary Jane's a bad person. I need to stop chasing this chick and That's going after somebody who was like actually better for me. Which and now they, which they threw away that entire plot line because they had to cut it out for space to put it in. Mm-hmm. So that entire plot line gets cut out. Now you have that whole thing to really push Spider-Man in as well. And then eventually, if they were patient enough, they could have got their Venom movie. Yeah. Sam Raimi wouldn't have directed it, but that's well, that's no. fine. Like he didn't have to direct it. But you could have still had your original uh original uh, writers. You, you could still bring have your original in, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You could have even thrown in your original Mary Jane, you know. Everybody yeah. still would have been on board with the project. But because of the fact that the producers like pushed them so heavily to do all of this shit, shit went south. So my, my, before I make this statement. My question is this. Here we go. Okay. What was the original plan for The Amazing Spider-Man 2 then? The original plan for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. If it had nothing to do... Because if he pushed Electro and the whole Easter Age for all the... He's the one who pushed the whole Sinister Six immediately coming up. Right. And he's the reason... Because I actually don't mind that Easter egg. It was supposed to be him versus Goblin. That's it. That... That would be a good progression. You go, uh, 
You, that's all he you wanted. You go from the, your very first villain, which was the lizard, to your most iconic, which is now the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin. And that makes, that's a good, sensible project. That's what the plan was. But they wanted to catch up with the MCU and make their own universe. So they, exactly. So they crammed in, and you would think you would look at Justice League and see that that fucking doesn't work. I'm about to look up when Justice League came out to see if it came out before, or Batman vs. Superman came out before uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Because if it didn't, they they just made the same exact mistake at the exact same time. See when they started production, not when they released. That is going to be where that actual answer lies. But yeah, they crammed all of that extra shit in because literally the next movie that was going to release was the Sinister Six movie. Which I don't understand why people, I don't know why people are even pushing this, like fans and like the actual producers themselves. The Sinister, the Sinister Six cannot be done in a movie. It has to be done in a TV show. Yeah. It has to be, the only way you have enough time is to make it a culmination thing, because which it seems like they are doing. Because oh. Sony with a Morbius trailer dropped, Vulture is there. We've already met Scorpion. Scorpion met up with- uh, with, no, no. He met Scorpion met up with Vulture in prison at the end of Hong Kong. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. So we already have two. We see that he escaped somehow. We have no idea how he escaped, but he did. Movie magic. Well, we haven't seen what happened. That's right. Well, let's be real. Superhero villains, like, escape prison, like... All the goddamn time. Like, like, it's like wiping the ass, like... And remember, we haven't seen Dr. Octavius yet. And he's the one who pulls the Sinister Six together in the first place. So maybe he's in the next Spider-Man. Possibly. Yeah, you got, got like three years apart between the two. Oh, uh, which one was first? Production-wise. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm like, look. when did they both start production? If they both started production at the same time, then you can't say. Because sometimes shit takes longer to film and create than others. Cause you remember how long uh, did Batman vs Superman come out after? Cause you know how long that motherfucking movie took. No, no, yeah, like Batman vs Superman came out in like 2016. Yeah, they didn't start. I don't even. And from what I'm looking, they didn't even start production until like 2013. Yeah, cause I was like, but I think it was Spider-Man like three. Was Space Spider-Man Two was like already out, cause it came out 2014. Okay, so yeah, they just made the mistake first, and yeah. then Batman and Superman. Yeah, because the release date for the Batman or for Spider-Man was fourteen. People don't know how to play the long game anymore. That's the issue. I think every other every other production company, film company, do does not know how to be patient and play the long game. The only makes- reason why the Avengers works is because six to seven years prior they were slow rolling out shit just to see if they worked at standalone movies right that's what I, that's what doesn't make sense to me everyone wants to be like the mcu but they're not doing it they're the same doing, way the only two companies that are honest to god for me doing it the right way but i can only say this for truly one is trying uh-huh. it's just 
there's no way real way for them to make their giant culmination in my opinion just because who they're using and the other one we don't know if they're gonna stop how far they're gonna go with it gotcha. it's legendary pictures with their monsterverse yeah and uh universals with their dark universe no but, no universal is not doing it correctly no that's what i'm saying they're i don't even think the, their movies their the dark universe is no longer a thing so it's not it is not but for the monster universe i don't even know how it's gonna end if it ends with like like destroy all monsters, they're doing it like damn near perfect. Mm-hmm. Godzilla, then Kong, then another Godzilla. Now it's Godzilla versus Kong. After years later, now mm-hmm. what? Then then we don't have a plan after that. Yeah, but the but it's a re- yeah they're still all like trying to make good self-contained stories that can bridge to future movies, which is what the entire point of making movies and trilogies were supposed to do anyway yeah like if you i shit on these movies a lot x-men no Uh but x-men i can also use i shit on these movies a lot but the it's what the original star wars trilogy did so well four five six four five six yeah because every single movie you could watch and it is a good movie by itself the episodes one two and three are only good if you watch them all together yeah if you literally dissect because you have to legitimately dissect all of those movies there, there's no reason you should go into a movie and need a phd to actually get the fucking story out Okay. 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 I there, there, that that that. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but I get I get where you're coming from with that. Dude, you you see how much work we dug into yes, those movies that's to what I'm actually saying. explain we how good those movies exactly, are. Exactly, but we ain't got no PhD. You just gotta take the time to do it. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> that, but that shouldn't be a thing. I know. A good movie to Let the high score. Let the high I'm letting it. But <laughs> a good movie, you should be able to take it all in for its main story that it's trying to tell and any other representation of symbolism or other themes should be able to come through after. There's not many directors who can do that as we talked about before. Yeah. Because I can list them on my hand how many can do that. He tried so hard and then his original idea for the last one. That would have solidified why the second one was actually good. But it's, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's, it's not. Fine. I want dark. It's fine. But that is... We'll have to take a moment to console Damien real quick. But that is legitimately how we got the Venom at how we got the Spider-Man 2 that we got, how, well, Amazing Spider-Man 2 that we got, how we got Spider-Man 3. Why, why these things just keep going poorly and why it seems like only the MCU can do it right, because which was, isn't true, no, but nobody, nobody has patience to play the long game. Like for the Dark Universe, you, you originally thought that they did because they released Dracula Untold. Right. Then they released The Mummy. And you're thinking, okay, cool, this is gonna be another one that is gonna be its own standalone story, but we know that it's gonna connect at some point. But, unfortunately, I mean, to be fair, when that movie first released the trailer and they released the trailer and forgot to actually add the audio, and 
a lot of the trailers didn't have the special effects in it that it was supposed to have, that movie was just sloppy from top to bottom. Bro, when they released the movie and they released the wrong version in yeah. Yeah, like that that, that, movie that was movie's handling was to fail. Yeah, that movie's handling was just slap top to bottom. But it was almost worse than cats. When they actually put in everything. No, I just I it I, I love I love the mute. I love the movie. The story is amazing. Music. Like when you really break it down. We're, we're no, no, no. I'm just throwing cats under the bus. Well, so cats, cats we throw under the bus, bus because of the fact that a they rushed it. Like they literally didn't fucking uh, have enough time to do everything. Like I think, just a, well, I think the Oscar final Oscar. version is finally available. Like the oh. version that they were supposed to do, and it's been out of theaters for months. It's finally where it was meant to be originally when they were going to release it. That's that's not good. That's a problem. Oh, yeah. no, I <laughs> when all of the visual effects are not where they're supposed to be, all of the dance numbers literally they're all levitating because they didn't adjust where the CG was supposed to be correctly. Like it's fundamentally bad because of shit like that. It was one of those movies that you can tell they're just they made the movie just to go for Oscars and awards and before so they wouldn't miss their window. They just pushed it out. Yeah. Oh man. That's that's all we're saying. The movie itself and the story itself. Like the music is, itself and the story itself is good. Yeah. But that's because it's beat for beat catch the Broadway play. Which is already a weird thing to begin with. So Yeah, if I didn't if I didn't see cats growing up. I wouldn't have been able to follow the movie. Like, <laughs> to be completely honest with you, but that's 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 another fucking story. That's that's neither here nor there. But, but co like companies don't know how to do that. They don't know how to play the long game. They know. want all of the money and all of the benefits and all of the clout immediately. And that's not even just a business thing. That's just a, a kind of human nature thing right now. Everybody, it's, it's, it's yeah. the era of the millennials. Everyone wants to But these aren't millennials that are heading these projects. You might as well call them that. They have the, the mindset of them. Now these are old ass wrinkly dusty bastards like then they're boomers and boomers are no different than millennials honestly millennials like are the reason why we don't have that boomers were the always the ones that played the long game their entire upbringing was playing the long game because they're the ones that are like they grew up with everybody who was like yeah, nah, we don't know when any of this shit is just gonna disappear again, so we're gonna hoard everything. The boomers were like, all right, I mean, we have all of this, but we need to make sure we have shit later on down the road because our parents taught us that all of this shit can just disappear in a mindset, so we need to make sure that our rewards are reaping us rewards that are reaping us rewards, which is where that whole slow game, uh, slow, uh, long game uh, mentality came from. But that is apparently just poofed because the MCU was like, all right, bet, we're going to do this with our storytelling. And everybody was like, we need to compete with them now. But they're not competing the right way. Because you're not. absolutely right. The MCU was like, hey, guess what? what? We'll have the best written stories on the market. Mm -hmm. And looking at everything as a from a writer's standpoint, like besides like one or two movies, but that's just because I don't. None of I, their stories even converge until the Avengers movie. And even some storylines aren't even completed until afterwards. Yeah, like... Iron Man's movie, his storyline isn't even completed. His Iron Man isn't completed until...
still Iron Man 3, though. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that was a movie directly after Avengers. And then this. No, uh, that was like. Um, it was Iron Man 3 was right after Avengers. No, no, I'm recanting the story is over at Iron Man 3 because it wasn't. Because that PTSD still, like, followed him for yeah, a while. Yeah, that was, that so, was from Avengers. Yeah, his, his story didn't actually fully finish until Endgame. No, no, that, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I was trying to, that's what I was getting to. No, yes. when I, no, when I made my statement saying that his story wasn't over until Iron Man 3, I meant his story was over, period. There was nothing else in his character progression at Iron Man 3, which is why I had to say, no, that isn't true, and had to recant that. Because his story wasn't full, fully finished until Endgame. Yeah. Because the MCU is literally, whether you, whether people like it or not, is about Tony Stark. Yeah. Which is hilarious because I don't care what nobody says. Nobody gave two shits about Iron Man until after Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Even if you want to go, well, Civil War came out before the MCU. Bruh, Civil like, War. No one. Iron Man was literally the least goddamn interesting thing that happened in the Civil War comics. When he beat the, the most hell? interesting story period in the Civil War comics go figure was the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Fucking Four. The <laughs> most boring characters <laughs> in all of existence. I don't care what nobody says. You oh, can't. Man. It was, it was so good though. It was so goddamn good. I always yeah. say to this day, no matter what you say to me, you can't make a good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, yeah, they can. Somebody can. Somebody can. Because I said the same shit about making a good Iron Man movie. When Iron Man first came out, I literally only went because of the fact that I was dragged to it. Because I was like, bro, Iron Man ain't shit. What the fuck I want to look at some big, uh, big motherfucker in a bullet suit do absolutely nothing but be dry as hell and drink all the goddamn time. Why the fuck do I want to watch that? I already have Batman. I don't need that. Like, that was my entire mindset. And then I watched the movie and was like, fuck. <laughs> Had to eat all of those words. Yeah, somebody can do it. The problem is you gotta get the right deep. actors. We have to get the right directors. The we right have to director. get the right writers and producers that will let people just work. Because think about it like this. The producers between Deadpool 1 and 2 have a very different approach when it comes to how they were doing it. Because I feel like Deadpool 1 is the better movie because they just let them go. Deadpool 2, they saw all the pro like all the fucking profit from Deadpool 1, all the success from that shit. So they wanted to be more hands-on with it. Which again, to Outlaw's point earlier, you would think having their name on it is enough. You would think because would they would still reap all of those benefits. So I, I, I actually, I think I, I actually have a, there's a, there's a, a good example of this. Cause you gotta think of, there's another example of that, but think about it like this. It's sort of like how JK Rowling felt about the fantastic beat. She yeah. created, she created yeah. the entire Harry Potter verse, but the one movie that everyone had that loves the most is the one she had nothing, nothing to do, do with. with 
So obviously she gonna be like, well, if y'all love this one the most, let me let me show y'all what I can do. Ooh, and then she and showed us why she's made it even worse. Yeah, we've beaten that dead horse. I don't know how many times. To be fair, with conversations <laughs> like this, you're always gonna beat a dead horse because there are so many fucking examples of this. Yeah, that's, that's very true. But on that bombshell, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up. If you like what we do, be sure to follow all of our social medias at PowerTripOP. That is P-O-W-E-R-T-R-I-P-O-P, capital P-T-N-O, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, be sure to follow all of my personal stuff at Crimson Black PTO on Twitter and Instagram. My Twitter is silent right now. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm new to Twitter. I don't like using Twitter, but I know I got to be more vocal on Twitter. Twitter blows. I, I'm, I'm a I never try. know what to put on Twitter, so you um, you, you, you ain't alone in this. Yeah, like, I, I know, I know. Like so, um, kind of break the promotional shit at the end to make an announcement. We are launching a new YouTube channel called Here's the Pitch. So. We will probably be putting a lot of, uh, well, I know I'll be putting a lot of stuff for Here's the Pitch and interacting with you guys through Twitter specifically for that, for ideas, stuff you want to hear, stuff you like, yada, yada, yada. So when that is fully done, we're working with uh, getting an editor on board right now for those videos. So the quality is just top, top notch because it got to be top notch. If it's trash, y'all ain't going to watch it. And to be fair, if it's trash, I ain't going to put it out anyway. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> But yeah, keep an eye on my Twitter for that. You can just find all of Drago stuff at Jimmy Drago PTO on Instagram and Twitter. And alone on Facebook. <laughs> you can also follow and watch and view because y'all y'all need to start tuning in. I'm upset with y'all. Y'all y'all ain't doing what I, I asked y'all to do. I was ever so kind with it. <laughs> I was ever so kind. But go ahead. Plug your shit. Oh, was this one for me? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was like the longest intro I've ever gotten. Thank you. So PTO Outlaw on Twitch. I'm also on Facebook. I do apologize. I haven't been on in a little while. The uh, military's got me going here, there, and everywhere. So uh, we will start the stream back up, and we will be streaming. Now that we're all quarantined together, we can play together. And remember, we don't have to be online for you to follow. This is fair. I asked nicely before. I asked nicely. Don't take advantage of my kindness. Why are you about to jump? They <laughs> <laughs> just trying to live their life. Like, hey, you ain't looking at our videos. I. <laughs> I'm a fucking mom. Hey, I ain't say all that. Wow. I ain't say nowhere near that. We need to get offline. We need to get off the air before Damien does any more stupid shit. All right, forever and always. May your flame burn eternal. All right, we, we need to reel this motherfucker back. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs> you don't fight. You don't fight no more. <laughs>